welcome to this week's edition of Black Norm Musical Argument, the podcast. I'm Barry, and to joining me today is Mr. Fantastic. I wasn't sure if there was more to that. No. I'm just Mr. Fantastic? That's all I get? That's how you introduced yourself to me just moments ago. No, I... Fantastical. What? Fantastical. Fantastical? Yeah. I can't understand the L's so much because of your face mask. Oh, sure. You're just going to put... So you're going all anti-mask here now. Yep. Anti-masker. You know me. Cool. Look, all I'm saying is uh, I didn't see him wearing it on January 6th. I don't think we need him. I'm kidding, everybody. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) To quote Owen Wilson... (laughs) <laughs> wow we just uh, went there no actually uh karsten knows this my family and oh, I. do i actually get to introduce myself or are you just gonna just uh, i mean i already called you mr fantastic what all right fine go ahead carry on your family uh joining me today is mr fantastical dude why would you say that that makes no sense Ugh, god damn it karsten and yes. uh just to let everybody word i was today i was under quarantine because my wife had an exposure at work she works at a uh, little known uh, hospital here in uh, rochester minnesota and uh, she takes care of people with covid or and sometimes they don't know they have covid and then they email my wife when we're out trying to enjoy our life and then we have to go home and not see, see anybody that's what you get for trying to enjoy life. If you just stop trying to enjoy life, everything's smooth sailing. No, I understand. If I just lower my expectations and there it is. stay home. Uh, low bar of expectations. Bar. Anyway, talking about the low bar of expectations, we're going to be talking about national pride. Wow. Again, that went kind of dark, but carry on. Sure. Um, anyway, uh, I've been watching the Olympics. Uh, Carson, are you an Olympic man? Uh, the Olympians? The like Ol- Percy Jackson and? Uh, the Olympics, as in the uh, Olympic Games. The Olympic Games. Yeah. I don't understand what you're talking about. What is this? Okay. So every four years, well, every two years now, but that's a, I'm not going to get into that. There is a international get-together where the best athletes in every sport from... Oh, you're talking about FIFA World Cup, the only one that matters. Right. Anyway... Uh, these people get together to, to enjoy all the most important sports, you know, fencing, speed walking, equestrian events, and they get together and bestow each other uh, me- medals made out of metal, real metal. Well, actually, they're not real anymore. Now they, they have like a, a non-metallic base, but they're yeah, spray but they're, painted aren't gold. They, I don't know. Anyway. They're recycled equipment this time, which is kind of cool. Every four years, they get together, except for this year, because it the covid thing so it we're having the 2020 games in 2021 if you watch the the games they say the 2020 olympics on which is funny because the graphics wouldn't cost anything to update but the signs are all 2020 so they just went with the theme so i think time travel is the theme anyway every four years the olympics happen and everybody loves them on earth everybody thinks these are the most important sports in the world and we watch them now, the interesting thing is, is... This is the only time out of every four years that you care about gymnastics? Exactly. I am very prodigious on uh, judging gymnastics from my couch at home in front of my TV. But the interesting thing about these is the national anthem of the person who or persons who won gold in that sport gets played at every medal ceremony. And I was just thinking... 
Well, that's interesting because these days it seems the national anthem in the United States has been questioned whether it is a national anthem, it's a national anthem for everybody, and if it's just not for white supremacists. And so I thought we'd get a little political today. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, he just got a great look on my face because I didn't quite realize we were going that direction. So they have a big surprise for me here. No, you... Yeah. Tune in now, kids. <laughs> no. So, no, I just think it's interesting because, you know, it, it's a little interesting because in the United States, for some reason, you know, the, the, the national anthem has been politicized on both sides to make people feel certain things, yet across all these countries, there's a great pride when you see people singing or just standing before their national anthem. Now, sometimes it's not the case with, uh, with some of the other countries, but uh, it tends to be uh, the case. Uh, what I wanted to know what you think about the national anthem. Is, does it stir anything for you? or Me personally? Yeah. You know, I think that's really hard because when you start talking about the national anthem, uh, what I immediately think of is we attended a lot of hockey when my kids were young. Sure. And um, my sons could probably sing "Oh Canada" before they could sing the Star Spangled <laughs> Banner. I and that—that's immediately what I think of. It's—it's it's not that I don't have any national pride or anything. It's just yeah. What I think that that—that's really what's coming into play when you talk about the politics of it is what is national pride and where does that actually right. lie out? Why? I think it. I think you're right. It it all depends on on what you bring into it. Because mm -hmm. myself, you know, I I always tend to think of like you know public service by p people who have not public service but service to the country. So I always think of like people who have fought in wars, uh, firemen, uh, policemen, people who have you know put themselves on the front line uh, for our country. When I think of the national anthem, but of course that's not always. Uh, what people think of. Sometimes people think of police in a different way when they think of the national anthem, uh, yeah. like Colin Ka Kaepernick, which I fully support his uh, ability to kneel on the field, even though I don't agree with his stance. Right. And, and I know you want to kind of talk a little bit more about that as we get going. You know, I know that one. I did pay attention a little bit when we talked about what we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. But um, I think as you kind of back up, you um, where where I feel, I feel like in a lot of cases there was, you know, I was a I was a teenager around 9-11. I remember, you, know, you always remember where you were at 9-11, you know? Yep. And it was played a lot. There were a lot of songs that played around that time. Mm -hmm. And Lee Greenwood. I, I think that for me, right before, I will say, like, August of um, 2001, uh, I believe it was late, late July, early August, I was at the National mm -hmm. Boy Scout Jamboree. Sure. And it was... I mean, I want to say, like, I don't want to say it was played on repeat, but it was essentially played on repeat for, right. you know, five days while, you know, it was around. And I think that it's one of those, I think back on that, and it was, in some cases, it was trying to tell you what you're supposed to feel more so than what you do feel. Right. And I think that is, like, kind of like what you talk about. What do you actually think about mm -hmm. with it is very different than a lot of cases of how it's marketed. Sure. And I think that that's really what kind of brings to the forefront today mm -hmm. what was marketed to you over a lifespan in, you know, school, et cetera, is different than what a lot of people actually associate with it. Sure. So. No, I, I agree. Because, like, you know, if you hear a lot of things that are on uh, the news or 
people are posting online. I'm just going to grab kind of a, a, a feel is like some people believe that the Star Spangled Banner does not stand for them. It stands for a, a government and or system that has been oppressing them. It was written by someone who owned slaves. It was, uh, it has the word slave in it, which may or may not, uh, depending on the uh, mean an African-American slave, uh, because there's questions on what the intent of the word was. But, uh, you know, those are facts. You know, uh, Francis Scott Key was a slave owner. He did free his slaves and then say slavery was an abomination. But then he also was for sending all uh, uh, freed slaves back to Africa. So there's a questionable, you know, there's, like everybody, he was complicated. And I'm not going to, you know, wash his sins away. I'm just trying to, you know, I think understanding history is better than ignoring it. And I think that's something that I will just bring up is that whenever we talk about planning episodes, we have one episode that we want to do, but we haven't quite figured out the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And it is taking an artist and talking about what was the negative stuff that they did and where does that land in the zeitgeist and and like the zeitgeist. And I mean, I'll just use this as the, the high level example the zeitgeist of how you view Chuck Berry now versus Chuck Berry in 1970s is very different. Exactly. And that's just, I think that people today probably have a stronger association of him with back to the future than any of the crimes he committed. (laughs) (laughs) And that, and that's one of those that is, as we say, is just on the, just on the outside of the ones everyone already knows of about 20 others, probably not, maybe not 20, at least a top five that you can make up of people that had way more significant mm-hmm. crimes. In this case, as we're talking about this, Francis Scott Key, again, on that same type of level of like you're unpacking the character and the person, where does that move the step beyond? And I think the hard part is, in some cases, using this, there are people who I'm sure, Chuck Berry, dead forever, just done, done, aside from him living, but like will not listen to his music because of the association with the crimes. Sure. I think it gets really hard when someone tells you how you should feel about it, though. No, I think you're right. And I think that especially with something where if you understand that and this goes much deeper, what are we willing to talk about? What aren't we willing to talk about? And this is the greater we of the country, world, et cetera. You're told just ignore some things and don't feel it. That's where people start having problems. Like there is some history that makes it much more convoluted than just this is pride you should feel. We've marketed this to you. Why aren't you buying what we're selling you? Right. Well, also, if you see, you know, uh, a bunch of people and you can pick a scene in America all uh, from different times and different places and you see people in uniforms with that Star Spangled Banner on their shoulder with batons beating people down for doing, for just speaking their minds, you know, what is your, what is that Star Spangled Banner talking to you? About? And I think that again, as you're talking about this, it depends on you, you have that marketing both directions. Mm-hmm. In some cases, that is a point of pride, and in some cases, it is not. And I think that that's really what gets really hard. Mm-hmm. Is it's very divided, and it's it's tough. No, well, I also wanted to bring up the fact that um, so there is a which. I actually didn't know this, although I knew of the song. The song Lift Every Voice and Sing, which, as I was reading, as we like to use, Dr. Wikipedia told us that it's in uh, some 37 different hymnals uh, currently in use. And my hymnal at our our church is currently one of those uh, hymnals that has it. So I've sung it many times, and Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that it was the Black National Anthem until, like, 
I saw it on the news this year. Of course, I kind of felt bad about that because how ignorant am I that I don't know that this has been proclaimed as a black national anthem. Also, samesies. <laughs> so here we are, two white guys going, wow, we don't know much. Right. Um, and, and why would we not want critical race theory? <laughs> like I said, I believe understanding history is always better than ignoring it. So right. I'm willing to uh, you know, understand that I'm just coming to this on the back s- step. Um, initially hearing this, and I'm just going to say this initially, and I want everybody to hear my full thought before you judge me for the ignorant dumbass I am. The first time I heard, oh, this is the Black National Anthem, I said, well, there's a problem. And I'm not saying there's a problem that there's a song called Black National Anthem, but it's hard to have a national anthem when you call out a race behind it. Because I would love for everybody to have a national anthem that they agree is theirs and everybody agrees on it. And the, the problem is now, as soon as you say black national anthem, we're kind of getting into the separate but equal argument. And I want to have the same national anthem as everybody else. And, uh, and there it is. The, the, my point is I, I know where I want to get, I want to get to everybody has this, the f- same freedoms and and and, uh, and uh, opportunities, and I I want I don't know the road to get there, and I guess that's where I'm stuck because I'm like, I want Colin Kaepernick and I to be able to say, thank God we're in a country that tries to better itself and makes everybody op- uh, opportunity for everybody equal, and we can and and you know salute the same thing which is an ideal that we're trying to make things better and that's it's just hard to get to and it's it's not easy i think that's hard for it now i guess if it was easy they'd have done it they would have done it yeah now uh i was also assuming you're going to talk about the nfl decision on that one too oh let's yeah uh, i'm uh, not quite there yet okay all right no no you know you can uh, bring bring it up no no, 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 bring it up let's talk about nfl thing the the NFL is going to ha- ha- have the uh, black national anthem played at every uh, o- uh, game opening. I, I I don't know it if it's the full season, but it is replacing the the Star Spangled Banner oh, for it's the preseason it? games. Is that correct? Okay, I didn't. I thought it was going to be played as well as. I you know what honestly I don't okay. read and I don't watch football, so you know if it's <laughs> not me complaining about music, I'm pretty well useless. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, I. It, it, oh, it's an interesting item that the national anthem is played before every sports event as though it – because that's like saying we're going to sing the national anthem at the opening of a stockholders event. You know, it's – the NFL is a for-profit entity. So I have a real hard time tying national pride and freedom with the NFL. Because if you look at it, the NFL is a is an organized is an organization of rich people to make more money, okay? And I'm not against people making money. And obviously, people like the NFL. People like watching football. They like their product. But it is a product. Now, it's different that if I am at a some sort of memorial service for a a person who has fought in a war and they are doing the military flag service uh, for instance my neighbor uh, Robert Billy uh, served in the Navy 
and was blown off a destroyer in World War II. When he died in the early 2000s, I was at his funeral, and they had an honor guard, and they shot the rifles, the, the 21 gun salute, and they folded the flag. And here's the thing, Colin Kaepernick kneeling on an NFL field, that is his business. Everybody attending a service for a military person who's fallen and there's a flag ceremony and a national service like that, that is a different business, you know? Uh, that, is a, that is meant to salute a, a person who did a thing and what they stood for. And so that's where I really separate the, the idea of the NFL having the national anthem before the games. That's kind of, I think, what you were talking to about the marketing of the idea. Mm -hmm. Now, you can call, uh, you know, the national anthem marketing, but at the same time, I do like. I, the I don't want to say that the, the national anthem itself. It's, it's the what it stands for, and I think sure. they're kind of going the same way. So I did just read a little bit. They're playing it before every game. Um, I doesn't say that it was replacing it. I saw something else where it said it was replacing it, but don't don't quote me on that. Do, sure. do your own research because obviously I can't. Um, but I think that when you talk about it, it's more of a matter of. In this case, it's trying to. Really, I mean, if you're breaking this down, it's I'm saying that they messed up, mm -hmm. and it's trying to make a stand for saying that we're something different. And in this, if you're going to talk about marketing, they're really looking at trying to make it send a very clear message to all parties involved, right? In favor, opposed to this, etc. This is where we stand. Yeah, and and I think that that's really where it is. I would also like to say one thing about the the words of the Star Spangled Banner. I do love the last. Uh, line or a couple lines of it. Uh, oh, does that star-spangled banner st still wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? And to me, I really like thinking about those words because our country is a grand experiment where we have self-government by votes and there's supposed to be open debate on how we are to govern ourselves and is our country the land of the free are, does do people still have do people have freedom to do what they want with their lives, and it's, are we brave enough to make sure that we are going the extra step so that everybody has those opportunities? Because if a small segment of the population has the freedom to do what they want with their lives at the cost of other people, we are not the land of the free, and and so whether or not the the Star Spangled Banner is forever going to be our our uh, national anthem. You know, that's not an answer for me uh, me to make because I'm just a dummy who doesn't even know what the NFL is going to play before their games. But I still like those lyrics, at least in that verse of the song, because it makes me think about what it means to be an American. What does this mean? Is this for us to sit around and be free and that is our glory? Or is freedom a cost to give to others so that they can be as free as you. I do not disagree. I think it's hard, but I'm going to go ahead and just say something anyways, just to keep it going, just so we can have that nice clean ending and then leave it because then we can make it really sloppy that way. You know, it's more our style. Yeah, um, it is. I think that one thing I did want to say is, as you're talking about, as, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, there's different sport groups that overall do I, it's people there to make money. That's where a lot of it is. But 
I think that this is an important one, and you kind of go back to you know NASCAR being in the forefront of talking about the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. and whether or not you would say that that's necessarily something you associate with them, the fact that they stood up and said not okay, yeah, is huge, and I think that's part of it is in many cases as you talk about you know as companies it's all for money and yet sending a message that says this is where we stand is also really they reach a wider audience than to middle-aged white dudes recording a podcast sure sharing their thoughts and so in a lot of cases it's really great to see and it's nice to to see that that there's that support that's actually echoing out unfortunately it's generally a result of something horrible happening or treating people poorly right but also i think the problem is if they don't do something then what was any of it for if they're not coming back no you're right and you know there is something to be said about for corporate responsibility and Mm -hmm. and being able to you know vote with your dollars to what is going to be acceptable in society and i think uh, people you know like nascar uh love them or hate them over the years uh they did take a real big uh, gamble and a brave step to mm-hmm. uh, to do that. It was obvi- it was obviously the right thing, mm-hmm. something they might have tried to do earlier, but I think the time was right, and yep. they did take it. Anyways, we had that beautiful wrap-up, and we skipped right past it. But uh, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Not you, Barry. I don't care about your opinions. I know that. Yeah. Um, but anybody home, feel free to reach out to us. We'd, we'd love to hear thoughts. This is tough. And, yeah. Hey, and maybe take the stars and bars off the top of your Prius, huh? Come on. Why? Dude, is that a stab just because I want a Prius? Is that what this is? Yeah. We got to get personal? Yeah. All right. We know it's your Prius. Fair enough. Well, on that note, uh, I've been Karsten. And I've been Barry. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's cold outside. outside.